is Friday, April 3rd, and we just finished week two of distance learning amid the COVID-19 crisis, which has taken the lives of 12 Rhode Islanders and infected 711 people in the state overall, as of right now. Last show, we focused on how students are dealing with learning from outside the classroom, and this week, the focus is on how teachers, like yours truly, are doing their jobs from home. But first, we need to take a little detour and look at how students from the FONM, or Facilities Operation and Management Pathway, turned a distance learning assignment into a public service. The media spotlight is shining on the shortage of medical supplies in this crisis, particularly the shortage of masks for medical professionals and first responders. Media broadcasting student Riley Maynard spoke to FONM students and their teacher who are using 3D printers to combat the problem. Recently, there has been an extreme shortage of PPE, or personal protective equipment, for our first responders and doctors. Even at home, Westwork High School's very own FOM Pathway found a way to help by 3D printing face shields for our first responders and doctors. I spoke to industrial technology teacher and FOM supervisor, Mr. Michael Shunny, to see what he had to say about this project. Um, this has been going on for a long time in uh, other countries as well as around the United States. I just was able to take some local resources and actually uh, try to make a difference locally using what we have already in the schools. He and four other students were given 3D printers and were told to create as many as possible. Uh, <clears throat> so we were averaging about 25 a day when we first started. Uh, so some of the machines seem to be getting a little tired, so our production has dropped. Um, actually, part of that is because we've switched models that we're printing. So originally, we were just going for sheer volume to get get out as many as we possibly could. And uh, now we've shifted about half of the printers to make a, a larger model, which might be a little bit more comfortable for some of the healthcare providers. I also talked to junior Seth Jagir and junior John Gallo. I then asked them what it feels like to play a significant role in the community, especially during these dark times. I think just knowing I can play a little, like any kind of part in this, it makes me feel really good because even if it's not like benefiting me firsthand, I know that I'm helping the community, and to me, that just means a lot. While we were talking, Seth brought up a good point. When you really think about it, the only like complicated part about this is the machine. All I'm doing is I'm hitting a button and then hitting print. And so like when you really think about that, you're like, this is like such a simplistic thing, yet this is what's helping out the most. And it's like, it's just awesome. Before we ended, Seth wanted to say something to the people who are listening. If you have the, like, if anyone else hears this and they have access to a 3D printer, just even just getting two or three a day is better than nothing. Like, you, you can help if you are capable of doing it. Everyone can help. You just need to try to figure out how. I'm Riley Maynard for West Warwick High School Radio. The story about Mr. Shunny and his students was featured on Channel 6 on Tuesday. The news station showed them delivering the masks to Kent Hospital. People from all over the nation and world have found ways to help others during this crisis, and it's good to see our own students and teachers doing the same. And that brings us to the focus of the show, which is me and my fellow teachers. And what's it like to teach class without a classroom? 
I spoke to some of my colleagues to see what they're doing and how they're doing it. I want to check in and make sure they're all okay. So we're all going to be reaching out and doing that. That was science teacher and department chair Haley Windsor talking about her adjustment to distance learning. She uses a Google form to take attendance, which she then enters into Aspen, the school's official attendance system. And then the, the Google form makes a nice spreadsheet for me. I can sort it by period or alphabetical order if I want. Taking attendance, keeping track of, and in some cases tracking down students, has been an adjustment for teachers, many of whom also use Google Forms and other methods to have their students check in. And the process has been going well in the early going. Oh, I would say that on the average, we're, uh, I, my AP, it's nearly 100%. Um, public speaking, 90%, and the English classes, uh, the collaborative that Andrew Belandro and I have, and the senior English, I'd say it's definitely close to 90%. That was English teacher Mr. Richard Grenier, who teaches mainly seniors. He was talking about his attendance and how he takes it. Though many have checked in, Grenier is worried about his seniors missing out on the highlights of their year. I'm concerned about my seniors I, I, and my heart goes out to them because this is their last year at West Warwick High. Grenier worries that senior events such as prom and class day will not happen. So far there is no official decision on the many school events scheduled for the spring. And that includes sports. Grenier, who is also the school's baseball coach, is concerned about the spring sports season which would be underway by now. After school, um, you know, I'd be out with the guys um, and we'd be, you know, working on hitting and getting ready for the season. And I'm still keeping my fingers crossed that um, we'll have a, a, a baseball season and get back into school. The Rhode Island Interscholastic League has not canceled the spring sports season, but officials have said if there is one, it will be an abbreviated schedule for all sports. One other result of this pandemic is the loss of human interaction. This has been sorely missed in the classroom that now occupies a virtual rather than physical space. You can't give any responses to people. You can't look at something and easily correct it. it you know, it's got to be through email or chatting or something online. So um, that it makes it harder. It's, it feels more like paperwork a little bit at times in teaching. That was special education teacher, Mr. Wayne Brousseau, who teaches five math classes. History teacher Brenda Johnson also feels the disconnect. That's probably, if I had to guess, that's the the, the biggest obstacle right now is, um, you know, that face-to-face -face contact that we may take for granted. But what about those classes teaching hands-on activities such as physical education? Gym teacher Shane Lugor sheds some light on how it's done remotely. Honesty is key. <laughs> um, I have a, a daily form that I send out and I've been modifying it. And I have a checklist on it, whether it be uh, one, one of the questions is which component of fitness did you work on today? Lagore does not require students to record themselves doing physical activity, and he has expanded the things he wants students to do to include maintaining their mental health. So I've been adding to that because I have had conversations with students and they're talking about how difficult it is. You know, some of them are, are at home watching a younger, younger brother, younger sibling. Um, and I, I see their anxiety levels getting higher. And I'm, so I've, I'm trying to add to it and say it doesn't have to be physically active. If you get 20 minutes by yourself, go sit in a room, mm -hmm. do some meditation, relax, 
but don't be don't get stressed and try to do something physically active every day. The stress of the situation is not only for students but teachers. Lagore and his wife are both teachers at the high school along with being parents of two young children, which presents its own challenges. Fortunately, my wife's a master scheduler. So if you looked on our fridge right now, our, our days are broken down approximately into 30 minutes. Some overlapping, of course. Structuring the day, says Johnson, is more important than ever. I can do 50 things when it's structured, um, but unstructured, I yeah, I really have to um, set an agenda and course for the day and stay on top of it. This is Eric White for West Warwick High School Radio. And finally, the governor has extended school closures statewide until the end of April, which means that teachers and students won't see the inside of classrooms until at least the beginning of May. Keep up to date on the latest news with the link to the school district website on the YouTube version of this podcast, where you will also find a link to that Channel 6 story on the FONM students that we were talking about earlier. In addition, there's a link to a special performance by the West Warwick High School Concert Chorale. In lieu of their concert, which could not happen on March 26th, they put out a video on social media. Chorale director Mr. Richard Marchetti had the students sing their parts of Seal Lullaby by Eric Whitaker separately. He then edited them together and laid in a piano track to produce this final result. So click on the link below this video on the YouTube version of this podcast to take a listen. Until next time, stay safe, stay home, and stay informed. And that about does it for us for today. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch you next time.